can't. It hurts him. He won't. No, he wants to be a good Auburn man journalist. What is that? And not be the guy that calls for the coach's head. We don't. Well, that's why I'll never be. Remember, he confused as a journalist. Coming up next, <laughs> apparently, Coach Burrows is up. Coach Hester's up. You're gonna have Coach. Uh, are you gonna have uh, the uh, the AD, Mr. Wood on, Doctor Wood? No. I got time to text him. Less. Geis on later, maybe? No. No? I can promise you A little that. midnight breakfast action? What's on the menu? <laughs> no? All right. For Beck, for BC, for Taves on Fox. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. On your mark, get ready. It's football season on your home for sports, Sports Talk 97.7. On Mondays from 6 to 7, it's the Louisiana Tech Coaches Show, followed by the Grambling Coaches Show and then Monday Night Football. Tuesdays at 6, it's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. On Thursday at 6, it's the Union Parish Coaches Show. Then at 7, the LSU Coaches Show with Brian Kelly moves to a new night Thursdays at 7. That'll be followed by Thursday Night Football. On Fridays during the Sports Company at 5 o'clock, we shut everything down. It's high school football game night where we get you ready for all the area games. Then at 6.30, it's Union Parish Fighting Farmer Football, followed by the original prep report with Ken Trahan, where they get you up to date on all the scores across North Louisiana. On Saturday mornings from 8 to 10, it's the Nick Brown Show. Then from 10 to 11, it's the High School Football Rewind. Three hours before kickoff, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk, followed by LSU Football right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Then Sunday nights, Sunday night football. You're home for football in the Arkla Miss and the Arkla Techs. Sports Talk 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Good evening, beautiful people. It's BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank, for over 100 years. LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank for an uncommon experience or check them out online at ln.bank. Of course, you can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888 Nine nine three seven seven six two. Got a lot to get into tonight. We'll start off the top rope. Louisiana Tech falls thirty eight fourteen on the road at South Alabama. Whew. 
I'm not going to say we've hit rock bottom. It's the first year of a new staff. But Beckett wasn't pretty. No, we're bleeding over here. Yeah, we're bleeding, and it right. ain't blue. Is it still, is it blue, Ben? This one feels red. This one hurts a little bit. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Need a few units of blood put back in me. Get whew. the old uh, ticker ticking better, because uh, I'm hurting yeah. this, this evening. Yeah, and to make matters worse, Tech did not cover. That is two and two on yeah. the season for the cover. Yeah, we thought that 13-point yeah. line was fool's gold, and oh, boy. did we. Did Vegas pull a quick one on they, us? They got us good. Yeah, we got them good on the SFA line. <laughs> they got us pretty good on this one. So. Yeah, there ain't no doubt about it. Uh, listen, I don't know, you know, for the from Saturday evening to where we're at now, like, you, you know, you try to kind of figure out what are, are you mad, are you sad, are you embarrassed? Like, I think it's a combination of the three. I was more confused. Yeah, you throw that in there, confused. stir it up, make you a good little concoction, little casserole. I mean, I think what we learned, Ben, is, is you know, I, I feel like maybe, at least for me, I, I definitely was like, well, the first three games are a little lopsided, you know? Oh, we expected yeah, it. We expected that. All right, let's get into a play where it should be a little closer. I mean, football is still football, you know? We, come, we go into the half looking at... Not great, but doable, and then just get smashed in the third quarter on every single I front except hate for SFA. To be this guy. But they call in the skipper, and a good old saying of the skipper was pick it up and throw it at first base. And let me tell you something. We ain't picking it up and throwing it to first base at the quarterback position. 11 interceptions in four games. In case you hadn't checked the old statistics nationally, that's numero uno. Not exactly a category you want to be leading four weeks into the year. Uh, Parker McNeil throws four interceptions. Uh, also had one fumble at Tex on 20. Uh, Sonny Cumbie mentioned it uh, right there at the end of the sports company. Also... Uh, gave up the opening kickoff, goes back to the house for a touchdown. Uh, got lucky, brought it back. Also gave a punt return for a touchdown. Just was an ugly, ugly performance. And, you know, that, you know, I, I'm not going to say the four or five turnovers necessarily, like, surprised me because, like, we had seen the turnovers in previous games. What surprised me is it just felt like Louisiana Tech never had a whole lot of energy to them. Well, I thought about this all week. I, I don't know how much going down fourteen to zero in the first four minutes of the game dejects you. Yeah, but like, I mean, aside from the just the mountain you have to climb to, to you know score three times or whatever to to overcome that. But what does that do to you psychologically? Yeah, psych- I mean, does that did that truly? Which it can't. I mean, as a team, as it a coach, yeah. you have to be able to coach your way out of that. But Ben, I mean, to be all hyped, come out of the locker room, you're pumped. And then, like four minutes later, maybe five minutes, one commercial I later, you're down fourteen three minutes and fifty-two seconds. One commercial later, you're down fourteen to zero, and you're not at home. I mean, how did that contribute to the lack? I mean, but there was no effort on the first play. There was, yeah. I mean, and, you let you let him run it back, and, and like we we don't sit here a whole lot and like question effort. Like that's not who we are. And like I don't think that I'm necessarily questioning the effort. It just didn't feel like. Louisiana Tech had a whole lot of energy, and Coach Cumbie said he's like, it was embarrassing, and, and and I think that's probably the simplest way to describe it. And you know, you could point to a multitude of things that embarrassed you. 
Well, I mean, you practice and you practice all week. Like, you don't go on the road to a team that's – South Alabama's a good club. They're going to make a bowl game for the first time in school history. But let's be honest. South Alabama doesn't have a lick of history. No. A lick of positive recognition on a national stage ever. Like, that can't happen. Yeah, and that's not – I mean, when you're getting ready for the week, I don't care if you're playing Alabama. You don't expect to be down 14-0 in the first three minutes and 52 seconds of the game. Unless you're ULM. You said it, not me. But what we did see was the same problems we've seen the previous three games. Which, are we stupid for thinking it'd be different, Ben? I don't know. We might be. We might be. I believe in Cumbie. I do, too. I thought Parker would clean some of that up. Here's my frustration. And it has nothing to do with Sonny Cumbie. I I guess you could say I'm frustrated with, like, maybe you continue to throw out Parker Manil in that situation. But, like, at the same time, it's like we got a glimpse of Matthew Downing, and he obviously... Uh, was uninterested in, in getting out there. Uh, I, I I would have to imagine that Sonny Cumbie's frustrated on the sidelines because you look at all the big plays Louisiana Tech's had this year, 75 yards Griffin Bear, 64 yards Cyrus Allen, 52 yards the other night to Smoke Harris. Like, there are plenty of dudes that are open in this offensive scheme. And my frustration is... Parker McNeil, we said it Saturday night, great guy, great teammate, probably average talent level. Like, just distribute the football to the open guy. Like, at this point in your career, you've been playing football since you were six. Like, you should have a pretty good gauge of what a defense is going to want to do after you watch the film all week. Like, just distribute the football. Like, just distribute, and a lot of people, oh, we didn't run the ball well. Hell, are you going to run the ball well? They're begging you to throw it. They know you're going to throw it to them. At this point? uh, I said it a few weeks ago. If you're not following La Tech Sports Central on Twitter, you need to be. Straight goat. Put out a great tweet this week. Tech has allowed 20 touchdowns in 2022. Opponents have two interception returns for TDs, one punt return TD, and eight TDs in drives. That started on a short field. So 80% of the time, our opponent starts on a short field, they get a tutty. That, hold on a sec. That's 11 out of 20 touchdowns. 55% that Tech's allowed that have come on a short field, a or punt return, or a pick team. six. All right. Which, I mean, any team in the country. The, the, Mar- yeah, everybody would be one in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, any t- that's going to be the percentage. Like, the issue is not that we gave up touchdowns on a short field. Like, that's going to be the, the deal yeah. for anybody. Yeah. On drives with greater than 50 yards to go, opponents have scored nine TDs in 45 drives. That is a 20% burger. That's good defense. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Hey, give them a chance. Give the Island boys a chance. La Tech Sports Central, the GOAT, ends the tweet. Would we, we'll be a different team if we limit interceptions. 100%. Easy to, say. Easy to say, though. I mean, you may have one a game, two a game, the most you yeah. should have. Before a game, I, I think that has to be what's most frustrating for Sonny Cone. He's an offensive guy. Oh, he's looking at the numbers, going, "We're we we can do this." We, yeah, like, what? A lot of times, if you we have would, the pieces, it's a lot of times it's not even we need to score more points. It's just we need to quit giving it away. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Like like right now, you're giving your team zero opportunity to actually win the football game because you kick yourselves in the foot over and over and over again. I think like a fourth of Tech's possessions somewhere in there against Missouri, Clemson, and South Alabama, a fourth they've thrown interceptions. 
Like, it's almost unbelievable. Like, like I, I could put my three- and five-year-old on an Xbox, and they wouldn't throw a pick that often. You don't think? No. But I'm, I can coach a little bit. That's a really good comparison, I think, is Xbox to, to Division One football. Yeah, I mean, I, pretty soon. sound it's sound reasoning. <laughs> pretty soon. Let me yeah. ask you this: we we talked about the previous three weeks, consistent improvement. Felt like from Missouri to SFA, we got better as a football team. SFA to Clemson wasn't the result we wanted, but it felt like we got good better as a football team. Didn't get better week three to week four. I don't think any of us would deny that. I don't think the guys in the facility over there would deny that. But when you look at all the turnovers in the first three weeks, was a little bit of fool's gold for us to believe that? And kind of the other night, we kind of got what we were, you know, what was coming for well, us a little I, bit. I, for me, I felt like they were such blatant mistakes. And, and you know, like you had a couple tipped balls, but I, they just it was seemed, quadruple coverage. Yeah, you just yeah. seemed, it just seemed so like, hey, a couple film sessions and you ought to be able to eliminate some of that, you know? Like, I mean, maybe we're naive, but they weren't. It's not as you know. It wasn't like the offensive line was getting to us ninety five percent of the plays, and we couldn't get. It's like they were just kind of bad throws or, or it was like bad reads. coverage. You see yeah. it on film. It's like yeah, coach probably shouldn't have throwing off that the one. back foot kind of stuff. Like it's just some of that, and then it just keeps happening. So, but here, here's the here's the fine line too. It's pretty evident that Parker McNeil is really good at throwing the football down the field. And I'm talking 20, 30, 40, 50 yards down the field. As a coach, if you're Sonny Cumbie, like, how, how do you rein that, some of that gunslinger stuff in because you are so bad underneath within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage? Like, is that something that is truly correctable? Because, like, to me, some of the issues in the intermediate passing game, I, I'm not sure you could clean up accuracy at this point. I mean, you, yeah, you can clean up some of the decision-making. Hey, Parker, third and 20, you get some pressure. Hey, bro, go down. Like, I want to punt. Like, I, Punting's been a little better. We can we can punt now. You, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I, I just wonder, as a coaching staff, you know, what can you clean up versus what you can't clean up? And I guess that's why they're paid a little bit more money than we're played, paid to analyze these yeah. things. Got a text from Chase in Oklahoma. Says, "Is it Liddy time for the rest of the season, or time to chalk it up as a rebuilding year?" Chase, don't worry. I'm sure Liddy's going to get an entire segment here coming up. We'll get there. Stay tuned for that. I think it's fair to uh, say it's a rebuilding year, though. So let me ask I you: don't You know this. the you know the offense a little better than I do. Uh, I guess. Is this a is there check down options? Are we not doing it? Has to be right. Is are we not? Are we for like why are we forcing so many? I just think it's bad. I'll say this: making. we've kind of eliminated the old three and out. You know, it's either points or turnover. Well, hell, you're happy. And we got you. we got ticked about oh, three and ha- outs. You're happy as we a are ticked. Sean said it before this show: you're either really good or really bad. That's what's good for radio. And on that field, it's either really good or really bad. It ain't you're, boring. You're happy as a it peacock. It ain't boring. Over you ain't seen a first down and ten run, a second nine run, and a third and seven. Three yard out. You're happy. Oh, I tell you what. There's a part of me that is a little bit happy. <laughs> oh, I know. It's a little bit happy. No, there ain't no doubt about. Have we lost the fan base for the year? No. You don't think? No. And gosh, you got a, Ben. You got a Beck? golden ticket on the sideline in the form of a true freshman. If you want to get some butts back in the seats, I'll tell you that. Based on the post game show, they call him for Liddy. All right. 
I'd be shocked to see You'd... over 10,000 fans at the UTEP game. I, I don't think people are banned. I think, if anything, they're like, well, maybe this isn't our year, but I don't think there's the level uh... of frustration that there was the past couple of years. I oh, I, I don't think there's that type of frustration. I think there's a different form of frustration because the turnovers just make it s- – because so many of the turnovers that are happening are like, all right, boom, boom, boom. All right, we're inside the South Alabama 40-yard line. Let's see if we can punch it in and get within 17-14. Boom, pick. And it's like, all right, 17-7, coming out of the half. Put a drive together, get them on their heels, I'll pick six. And it's like every little ounce of momentum that you get is kind of taken away. And I think that's tough for a fan base. And is that tough? Is that tougher than like four three and outs in a row? I mean, I mean, we, this is a this is a, a bad conversation because I don't ever want to talk is. about what I would rather is turnovers or three and outs. But no, I know what you're saying. I, I guess I guess that there's still a shred of hope of like, man. I just think the it fan just, base is fragile from the last two. years. Okay, so interceptions so like easier to taking away interceptions seems a little easier than than like a bunch of three and outs in a row fixing that. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I also think that we look at it differently because the common fans like, oh, man, you just got beat 38-14 at South Alabama. Like, they ain't going to look at the box score. Yeah, we might be too, we might be too in the in the weeds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to check a box score. Like, I'll I'm tell you what. Game. You're going to be at the game. The, like, I mean, I, and I'm not trying to say, like, this is why this happened, but I think who Cumbie is and some of the things he's done off the field this season – True. It's going to keep fans Fair. engaged in a little longer than... Very, they... very good point. It's just my two cents. Very good point. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888 Get into that old quarterback battle in the next segment. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you are looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey DQ fans, we're so excited about October's Blizzard of the Month that we just had to tell you. Meet the new Snickers Brownie Blizzard Treat. Made with Snickers pieces, chewy brownie pieces, and caramel topping blended into the world famous DQ Sauce Serve. This might just be your new go-to order. 
and you don't even have to trick or treat to get it. Try it today, only at DQ. Happy. Tastes good. You've got to love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC Beckage, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7 tapes. I'll be honest for a sec. Kind of missed you on Saturday night. Yeah, that was rough, Tapes. Needed someone to talk us off the old ledge. I'm willing to bet that my evening was more entertaining than yours. Probably was. I had a great time. Little brother got married and a beautiful family and had a good time. I did pull up the game a little bit on the old phone and between the lagging and the third quarter, it got shut off. Okay. It's a smart decision on your point, on your half. Um, All right. Back, I came in here last week and I said, you know, the great thing about the Clemson game is we've settled on a starter. Well, here we are seven days later, yeah. and old buddy, old pal, we ain't settled on a starter, at least in our own minds. We should know better by now. Yeah. Might be this way for uh, much of 2022. Um, so, we mentioned in the opening segment, Parker McNeil tosses four interceptions. Uh, Matthew Downing also entered the game, had a fumble of his own. Uh, then Parker McNeil re-entered the game and uh, threw a late touchdown. I believe old Griff caught him another one. Griff continues to ball. <clears throat> Which I would love to to make a note. I did appreciate Cumbie's answer when they asked him on the post game about why he took Parker out and put him back in. He said, hey, I just wanted to give him a chance to see the game from the sideline for a minute, get a different look at it, calm his nerves a little bit. You believe that? No, I don't know, but I loved the answer. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's a lot better than like, well, he wasn't playing good, and then Downing was worse, so he put him back in. <laughs> well, true, but I think that's probably a lot of what it was. I hundred percent. But I just appreciate. Like, I walked away going, "Hey, that might be true. I like that." <laughs> that's part of being a coach. You no, got to make is. me believe. It is. No, I agree. And listen, I I appreciate when Sonny Cumbie says, "You know what? First and foremost, I got to coach better." Like he didn't. Oh, you like that? Well, he didn't sit out there and say we didn't give great effort. I'm we didn't tackle well. Not like, surprised you like, like that. Like we saw that. Like as a coach, you take the responsibility. I got some respect for okay, you. Like, put it on me. One hundred percent. But at the same time, like we're paying you a lot of money. Like duh, it's on you. Okay, fair. I get that. But like at least he's got the you know what's to say it. I, a lot I, of coaches I'll give say you that, it's not my fault. I know. I hear you. Players didn't execute. Well, he. he well, Gundy. He says, "I'm a man. I'm forty. You want to talk about one of my players? You talk about me. Exactly. You like that." Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, Kirk Cousins on, on yeah, you like that. yeah, Kirk Cousins, he's a real you like that <laughs> yeah. kind of guy. All right, back we got the text from Chase. Every single call we got Saturday night after the game was it's time to go to Landry Liddy. We've made it through not conference play. Missouri's out of the way. Clemson's out of the way. Oh yeah, you're into a bye week with two extra weeks to or an extra week to prepare. And you look at the quarterbacks that have played to this point, Parker McNeil, Mark Matthew Downing, they lead the country with 11 interceptions. I believe they also have two fumbles between the two, so that's 13 turnovers, if I'm not mistaken. And these are the type of questions you're going to get. Sean asked Sonny Cumbie. Sonny Cumbie says Parker McNeil is going to remain the starter. Eh, doesn't surprise me. Uh, if If... Sonny Cumbie said, oh, I lost all faith in Parker McNeil. Like, that ain't the right way to go about it either. 
But when you look at the direction that this season is seemingly headed, I absolutely do believe that now is the time you start getting Landry Liddy some real game reps. Like, would you agree? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit. Let's go a little back even a little further. The history of true freshmen in college football pro- programs is pretty small. Like Only three started this past week. Yeah, and, you know, like I think of the likes of, you know, like Trevor Lawrence won a national championship his first year. That guy was a prodigy. Now, okay. Yeah. The people that are starting are are really well above average. I mean, like real high level guys that you have a ton of confidence in. Now, like Liddy's the Gatorade Player of the Year in two thousand twenty one. Like twenty two. Twenty two. Gosh, uh, you know, that's part of it. Several times in our spring game experience the past few years, if the true freshmen even get a shot at it, there ain't much going on, right? <laughs> Not hardly. Like. They're just trying not to look like they've just seen a bunch of ghosts, okay? (laughs) So, it's really quite a jump. Sean said it. Like, Calvary's Calvary. To go from Calvary playing some town you never heard of on Friday night to playing Division I football. It's a big jump. Under the lights on Saturday. Now, so for us to even be having this conversation about Liddy. Says something about him. Says something about him. Now, you, true or false, Ben, what you saw in the spring and summer and fall was well above and beyond what you've seen from any freshman at Tech since you started doing Bleed Tech Blue. I'd say he's better than any freshman Tech's had on campus since McCown. Now, so that's a big, a, a, big a lot thing. of guys. In what way? Like, explain that. Like, smarts, what makes ability? So that's what we know of Liddy. Is is like, one thing we heard about him before he even stepped foot on campus is his football IQ is through the roof. Is that yeah, is that right? A, a lot of times when you get a freshman quarterback on campus, and a lot of these young quarterbacks, they love to get here early so that they can go through the spring to seemingly put themselves in a position to have a chance to compete in fall camp. That, that's kind of the goal. So if, it's not just totally everything brand new at fall yeah, camp. That, that's kind of the goal if you're going to be a guy that, you know, you know wants to play early in your career. And Liddy did that. And Liddy did that. But I, I think his ability to grasp the offense, and obviously he played in a high school offense with a lot of similar concepts. He has really good arm talent, and a, a lot of people want to bang on the size, like, He's big enough to play college quarterback, like, like he's as big as Ryan Higgins was, and like Ryan Higgins was very successful. And, I, and and what I saw is, and going back to those previous freshmen that we've seen for the last 10, 15, 20 years, is like you said, just no ability to move the ball at all. And, and I don't care if you're playing with ones, I don't care if you're playing with threes, I don't care if you're playing with the dudes from the frat houses up the road, like. The kid went up and down the field, and I was like, "Huh? Like th- there might be something here." Like yeah, that's th- just impressive for you to have the grasp already and to be able to move the ball up and down the yeah, field. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily know what my expectations were as well because my expectations are like any freshman quarterbacks. Like, all right, you probably need a redshirt year, like just, just to get to get acclimated down, with college, learn like, how to go to class, yeah, time management, just that those types of simple things, and. You ain't got to worry about prom anymore. No, you don't. You need to be watching some film. You don't. And so I I was particularly impressed by that. But at the same time, I was like, and I told you this, and I said this on the air. I said, Matthew Downing earned the starting quarterback job. I said the quarterback play was uneven. 
I said it. I, I thought it was up and down. I said I thought Matthew Downing really took control of the job the last 7, 10, 14 days of fall camp, rightfully earned the job Missouri. We saw what happened in week one. Parker McNeil plays well, come back against Stephen F. Austin. We're like, you know what? Like, wasn't the greatest performance, but he also didn't have to make any big-time throws. Stephen F. Austin is what they are. Go to Clemson. It's like, all right, like he stood in there. He showed you some confidence. He let it rip. It's like, you know, we 34-20 game with nine minutes to go. Not too many people are complaining about that. And then after this past week, it's like, whew, I'm not so sure. It's like, you you can't keep turning it over four and five times a game. And, and my point, and why we bring up Landry Liddy in this situation, is if this season is going to continue on its trajectory to where you win two, three, four games, I think, I'm not coaching, I think, why would you not figure out what you have in your true freshman quarterback by letting him get quality game reps so that you know entering the offseason, all right, Liddy wasn't a dude. I better go get a transfer so I can win year two. I think it or does, vice versa. I think it does a lot. And there's a unique situation. We talked about it last week. I think there's, in, in, in Cumbie's perfect world, Downing would have worked out because I Downing has two this years. year and next year. Parker, this is his last year. Yep. So I don't think, you know, Cumbie's not interested in giving Parker the victory lap. Like, if this is if we're going to be a three or four wins team, it really does us absolutely no good to keep Parker in because this is he's not going to nothing against him. It's just a situation. Now I think we figured out what we need to know about Downing. I want to I won't keep hammering the kid. I know he's a good kid. It just it hadn't worked out. But the the the, the player management that you got to do as a coach right here. Number one, I got to imagine when Liddy came here, he thought. And he's in camp. He's thinking, man, I have a chance. Oh, I'm sure that's why he yeah. chose to. So come if you here. keep Parker in and you go to a four win season, and that and Liddy doesn't get his chance, what's that say to what him? What does that say to him? And is he going to go somewhere? There's going to be a college coach going, uh, you can play here tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and and I don't know if that's that's the case, but it's just a lot you got to think about. If Downing's out and you got Parker, you know, and I and I believe Cumby probably thinks Parker can win him a lot of games this year. Like, I think Cumby probably feels like Parker's close. You know, like, we're not that far off. We eliminate and, the turnovers, and, and we can win some games. And I think at times I believe that. Right. But, you, but if you're Cumby, you gotta, you got to really, like, you, you got to evaluate. And you got to say, man, I got this kid that really has done well in practice. Do I want to give him a shot, like you said? Figure out. So if, if you put him in this year, a couple things happen. You, you tell him you trust him. You give him his shot. You figure out for yourself if he's going to work out for the next few years. And I know it's – I mean, people will say, well, what if he just gets killed and then his confidence is gone? It's like, well, I hope Cumbie can evaluate through that. Like, I really do. I hope he could see – they could develop that and then he wouldn't He wouldn't be able to see, like, oh, he just was terrible because he was a true freshman. I think he can see and, and I, he did some things. He just needs more time. And, two, I, I think that, you know, if he does go in there and have a moderate amount of success, which is not obviously what you're looking for, but it's like – who knows what that does from a, you know, we've seen quarterbacks come off the bench and just, like, fire a team up. And, like, it's really nothing the quarterback did, but it kind of just injected some life because it was something different. Yeah, so how much of that is goes into Cumbie's decision? It's his first year. 
the fan base fell in love with Liddy last year before he even got here. I agree. We didn't know Parker or, da- or, or uh, da- Matthew Down. We don't know them. Well, that's a great point. This fan base has never seen Landry Liddy play, Beck. And I know. Like, I'm the, I just got a text. Landry Liddy would, would keep this season from being worse in 2013. Okay, you don't know that. But that's what I'm saying. That's the point. <laughs> like everybody is full that on board hope, with Liddy. Yes. That hope. But you're right. That Louisiana high school Gatorade player of the year attached to your name. How could that not translate? Exactly. Like, that's the belief. And so, like, and I, I don't think Sonny Cumbie should ever be like, man, what's this fan base thinking? Like, like yeah, that can't be base. it. But but that, that kind of matters a little I bit. I think with Parker and uh, Downing's situation, it kind of maybe plays a little role. I agree. I, I, like you said, I I think at this point going forward, it's got to be Parker and Liddy. Like like you said, not going to bang on Matthew Downing, but like he's really played himself out of it because the last two times we've seen him, and like I feel like, and I I'm not trying to like boast up myself, but like I played here. Like you put that freaking uniform on, you better be freaking ready to go, and and I better see it in your eyes. Like nothing ticks me off more than you put on a tech jersey and you ain't ready to go. Like because hey. No, I'm not joking. I know, I know. Here. I know. Like this, this ain't something you take lightly. And, and I, you can talk to former players around baseball, football. I don't care what sport it is. Like you get an opportunity to go out on that field. There's one reason you're playing. It ain't the name on the back. And the fans. Seem- and that's what bothers me. I could care less if you go out there and throw four picks like Parker McNeil. I'll be frustrated with you, but I'm gonna watch you keep letting it rip. You go out there and you get uninterested and start just moping around. Like, I've had enough of it. Like, that kind of crap, I'm done with it. And that's why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Yeah, and fans see through that, too. And there's been yeah, several Yeah, heck pl- yeah, they see through it. Several players over the years that you can just see in their sidelines. I get tired demeanor. of people calling me about it. Yeah. Because I don't want to talk about it. Like, have some pride in what you're doing. If you don't want to be out there, don't be out there. Time for a break, BC. Let your blood pressure go down. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. <laughs> Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMO Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, They want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit walpoletire.com. 
calling all Bulldog football fans. Season tickets for the 2022 La Tech football season are on sale now. The schedule features Sonny Cumbie's inaugural game versus SFA, plus games against UTEP, Rice, Middle Tennessee, and UAB. Contact the ticket office at 318-257-3631 or visit latechsports.com slash tickets to secure your seats today. That's 318-257-3631 or online at latechsports.com slash tickets. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Now I go to the text line to calm you down a little bit. Deep breaths, BC. Somebody says, boom, exactly. Players who are devoted to the school and to the endeavor. Transfers will never know that passion. Listen, I'm not saying all transfers don't buy in, but the thought of having a quarterback here that... It's been recruited by Tech. We get them young, and we even, have them for a few years. Even stayed on it when Woo! the staff. You know what I call over. that? I call that juice. It's like in gambling when you get a little <laughs> plus one fifty. That's a little juice, BC. Matt says somebody's about to give themselves a heart attack. Uh, you ain't lying, man. I've been trying to calm this guy down for years. Uh, and Will the People makes a good point. O'Neill Gas Hotline or text on triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. He says Liddy's nineteen years old. Makes a difference. That it's a huge difference. I can live with a nineteen year old throwing it to a different team. Yeah. When you've been here six years, like I I I believe I had the right to be a little bit tougher on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. If a nineteen year old gets on the field and he looks a little timid, alright. I get no, it. We can, we can be honest. You ain't played under the lights too often. Like Yeah, but he's played football more recently than some others. True. He did play a lot last year. Uh, Brett says, uh, Liddy, the Louisiana lead slinger. There's a, there's a, you might want to get that trademarked. Brett, Brett. you are the goat. Should be the one to lead Louisiana tech. I trust Sonny, but clearly them Texas <laughs> boys ain't it. Uh, Dustin chimes in, says Liddy needs to start the rest of the season. Let him get the experience. McNeil and Downing had their shot. Time to move on to the future. It's a rebuilding year anyways. Oh, man. Mm. All right, let me ask you this. Oh, we got one more. Maybe the decision to pass on Lane Hatcher for P5 walk-ons is becoming apparent. It's Liddy time, just to see if we should hit the portal after the season or not. Ben, I don't. But it's. I like, don't know if the fans want Liddy or not. I can't tell. Like, I can't tell. But it's like you said, though. Like, and also, I, I wonder about this too. And like, what, what are we gonna do if Liddy's terrible? That, what are we gonna do? But on the flip side, like if he's good, and we're so far away from this, but like being a kid that's from Shreveport, it's like. What does that do for you as far as the hometown my, hero? My type question of deal? is, how bad would Liddy have to be for Tech fans to to turn their neck oh, on him? I mean, is it is it zero for seven with seven interceptions? Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how bad it have to be. Now, we could take take a page out of the old book of Southern Miss and start smoking quarterback. Hey, Will Tell Hall me we would-, would appreciate the heck out of that. He'd send us his playbook. Run right, run left, and throw one to the moon and see if you can fall in your arms. Ben, some coaches don't have a golden ticket. Southern Miss last year, they didn't have a golden ticket. And I had a former NFL player's son. He played quarterback as a running back, whatever he was. Cumbie's got a golden ticket on the sideline in the sense of getting the fans pumped. Maybe not, maybe <laughs> yes. not production. 
but he's got the fan base. He's got that in his back pocket like a challenge flag, BC, and he gonna <laughs> he gonna pull it out when he needs to. Oh boy, he's got that red flag. He, Parker goes out there against UTEP, throws a nasty pick. Boy, you better look on the sideline for number eighteen. He'll be lit, <laughs> loosening up the old lead up slinger. The old wing. Yeah. <laughs> the old lead slinger, Brett. That's what we're going with. Uh, the lead slinger. Woo. What was what was uh. Bradshaw, the the blonde bomber, was that what yeah. they called him? Mm. <laughs> the Louisiana ledge slinger. Hey, poor Liddy. He got he got just <laughs> all the expectation on his shoulders. He's got a nickname. Hope he's not listening. The only pat only pass we've seen him throw got called back for holding. <laughs> but he completed it. So by golly, he's a lead slinger. Um, he completed it to our team, by the way. That's another thing. That that's probably the most important part of the whole huge thing. Huge feather in the old cap. Uh, let me ask you this. Realistically speaking, can Louisiana Tech get on track and become competitive within the conference? I, I don't know the answer to that, but we owe it to them to believe they can. I think so, too. Um, I still like what I'm seeing out of Cumbie. I just, I just, no, I do, too. I just think we it's just some growing pains. Figuring out who you got. Hey, Problem was. First time we're going through this puppy as a, with the hey, new head coach as well. First time. Just a little puppy. Question. All right. Bull pups. How how did the dog start? Um, gosh, I'm having a brain fart. Big Nails first year that they won the won the white. I got to get our stat guy on that. Didn't they start pretty slow? Talking about the 2001 year. Yeah. Like one and three or something around that. Oh, I'm sure they probably played Florida State, Miami, and then and, and Florida then Florida and then <clears throat> if my memory serves me correctly, stuck in the freshman. They did. Did they? Off and running. Started one and two. It's basically the same as one and three. Best, Finished best. seven and four. Hey, maybe we need to do a deep dive into that season. Will yeah. the People says, I did spend a few more minutes in church last Sunday. Boise was blown out by UTEP. Hell hath frozen over. Now, I did send. Boise did fire the old OC this week. Yeah, but boy, like you said, I don't know much about Boise since I thought Kellen Moore was still a quarterback. Uh, yeah, they're they're probably not, calling Brian Harson right now. They're no. they're not what they used to be, correct? Not close. still got the blue not field. Do got the blue field, but, but they uh, suck. They are not the good. The old starting quarterback entered the portal today. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, by the way, Boise kid, and they kind of uh, the old fan base oh, ran him not, out of town. Not good for Liddy. Don't old, let him read that with the old death threats. Really, I don't think the Tech fans threats. would go down that way. I don't think we would either. But yeah, I'm not certainly uh, probably not going to be Ben's lock of the year if I had to guess. Oh, we still got a lock of the year coming up what, later this year. You, what? Who do we pick? I haven't picked one yet. Oh, it's got to be FIU, what, right? The dogs won't lose this week. Is that your yeah. lock of the year, BC? Back uh, outside of FIU, I'm not sure there is a lock of the week. But I first really, of all, can we just take a moment? I, I really a, don't want to pick an old pillow fight for the lock of the year, BC. It is a bye week, and do you know who is in studio today? Beck. It's your boy. Shout out. Shout out. Congrats. To myself for being here on the bike. I kid you not. Before we went on the air the other night, he was like, what if I did the old bye season back? And I'm like, oh, I hope you don't do that one, bro. Well, uh, I mean, I, I guess I could co-host on <laughs> the call-in Tabes, show. you would kill it. Hey, We've done it before. Yeah. You would kill it. When he wasn't slamming that phone down, he'd be ready to rock and roll. <laughs> I haven't seen a Tabe's phone slam uh, you'll get it. all year, it, and maybe most of last year. I'm getting disappointed. Hey, you would have got It's it a good thing night. I was at you a wedding. No, you would have got, uh, you'd have got a phone slam. Because Matt got a call, oh, and he, he goes, couldn't hear the guy. And he goes, I can't hear you. 
And that's when Tabes comes out. If you try to make up some name for Tabes and you can't say your name clearly. Just call, Bob. Just Bob. Bob. Yeah, who Bob, even cares what Bob, your name Dave, is? Bob, Dave, Floyd, Earl. It doesn't Floyd. matter. Oh, you know what it is? It's when I started bringing Tabes Mountain Dews. He's, he, he quit being He quit being angry. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip one week so I get a phone slam. I need one. Give me a film it. I need to film it. We got another text that says I usually they get the phone slams on Saturday night though. Saturday. When you're when you've already been up here too long. Oh, hot and bothered. Yeah. Already had a couple of seven o'clock kickoffs. Make for a late night. <clears throat> another text says they can get on track if you get enough fans in the stands to help them out without support. Let's get the Joe Poppin CUSA play getting started. Hey, I don't disagree with that. Oh, by the way, I tweeted. Do I have faith? Probably not. Uh, in my, uh, listen, I don't hit send a whole lot of times, but I, you know, when I shouldn't. But mm. the other night, I, during the game, I did. South Alabama scored a touchdown, and they started using those old LED lights. Uh, and my question is, why in the living heck do we not use our LED lights in the? We game? got them. Yeah, we don't flash them. We don't know how or something. Ben, have we had many like, opportunities spice to it do up. so? We've had them for three years, so good lord, at least a couple times. Maybe just before the game starts. Just something. Start the game at 8 o'clock for all I care. Probably help me out. Don't. Yeah, true, Tabes. Good point. You like the LED lights, huh? Like, spice it up. You think fans are getting off the couch to come see the LED lights? It might. Okay. Be another element that you can get a couple Jimmys and Joes in the stadium. Well, if it gets bad enough, you just cut those suckers off, you know? Hey, let me ask you this: You still got seven and five? No, I need to. I need to submit a uh, old conference the uh, amended projection. schedule predictions. Uh, I have a hard time seeing how many games pack. we got left. Eight. You got to get yourself six and two. Six and two. That's gonna be tough. Hell, I'm not I, saying it can't happen. Lady gets in there. You never know. Ask his fan base. <laughs> uh you know, I think Tech can get it back on track. I just don't know if it's as simple as we make it out to be. As Is there any as... chance last week was just a a weird deal? I mean, do you, any chance? Possibly. Any chance of just getting fourteen points dropped on you in the first three minutes and fifty two seconds was just just a a, a strange spinning back fist of a knockout punch that you didn't, didn't see lose coming. The game. You don't think? No. All right. Beck, it was a 14-7 game at one point. Like. <laughs> Somebody said we can't do LED lights before the game because that might interfere with here comes champ. Woo! <laughs> you ain't don't, lying. Don't, don't want to blind In champ. that case, let him roll. <laughs> you ain't lying. Oh, champ. Oh, that's funny. We love you. We love you, champ. Uh, Brett says, what about LED lights and fireworks? <laughs> I think we're getting away from football here, Brett. There ain't it's no doubt. It's a circus. There ain't no doubt. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Duncan Dogs, first-year head coach. Talvin Hester will join us. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline, joined by first-year head coach of the Dunkin' Dogs, Talvin Hester. Coach, how we doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys? We are doing well. So, so let's go back. Obviously, you're hired as a new head coach at Louisiana Tech, but you spent 20 years as an assistant coach. Tell me what that's like as you prepare for this moment in your career where you do become a head coach. Do you take notes throughout those 20 years, keep a binder? How do you go about that so that you are ready for when this opportunity presents itself? All the above. You take notes, you create binders, you kind of um, steal all the things that you love about it, um, every boss you worked for um, during that time, and then you kind of see some of the things that, that you think you'd do differently. Uh, and you put it all together, and then, you know, you, you know, over time, and some people cram, but I just kind of studied my stuff over the years, things I liked, things I didn't. Um, things I got from clinics and just kind of put it together on who I wanted to be as a coach. The familiarity that you have with this roster, having been at Louisiana Tech previously as an assistant, how much do you think that helps you uh, as you enter the first year as the head coach of this program? You know, I think it helped me initially in the beginning in the in the transfer portal era. Uh, it gave me a voice uh, from the day I walked in the door. Um, and it, it allowed me to be able to keep a team together in an era where uh, teams are being pulled apart. And, and, you know, you look at that foreign trip that you guys took to Puerto Rico back in August. Uh, obviously, the NCAA allows you guys to do that every four years or so. Uh, what was your goal in putting together that trip? Obviously, you want to develop some chemistry on the floor, but off the floor as well with, with some new faces that you guys did add. Well, well the, the goal of the trip wasn't so much for the games. It was a chance to get to practice and kind of um, uh, use those practice days to implement a new system and then be able to put some film together from playing in the games 
to show the guys how the system will actually work. Uh, and then to be able to evaluate a few of the new guys and get them some, some time under their belt, uh, should I say, as far as game time with their teammates before we actually got to October scrimmages and November games. So uh, we did get some gather some good information, and I think we're kind of a ahead of our what we would normally be at defensively because we spent a lot of time doing that um, and just trying to get better and build on it. Coach, do you think a trip like that, being able to take a little a little longer trip early in the season like that or early in the year, do you think that, that really goes a long way with building camaraderie? Uh, is that a, a, an added benefit to a trip like that and um, that you maybe wouldn't have gotten otherwise? It, it is pretty much the benefit. You kind of want to take the time and, and let the guys know you as people. It's not, you know, it's a work trip. Uh, but it's a work trip that you want to get something else out of it. Usually when you're in the, the, the rigors of the season, um, everything's a straight business trip. Everything is let's go, let's you know, kind of stay on schedule, let's play this game, let's leave, let's, let's watch that game out, let's get ready for the next game. But it's a little different with a foreign tour. You get to kind of go, you get to prepare, you get to, to do the things that you do on a road trip, but you also get to lay back and sit back and kind of spend some time with your team at meals, on the bus, during the travel, and kind of get to know them as people and kind of get more of an intimate relationship with your team. You, you mentioned this is obviously the transfer portal era, and you mentioned, you know, getting to know your guys, whether it's at breakfast or lunch or, you know, whatever you're doing on a trip like that. Um, in this era, the importance of knowing what makes a certain guy tick versus a, a different guy that, you know, they could play a similar position, but kind of knowing how to get into their brain and, and really make them go. Is that more challenging uh, with this era of collegiate athletics? Uh, it is. I think the relationship building part is the same. I think you always have a choice if you want to build a relationship with your team um, and how close you want to be with them and how much you love on them and how much you pour into their lives. But I think what what's a little harder is I think a lot of guys uh, don't don't coach their guys hard for fear of them leaving. Uh, they don't push their guys for fear of them saying this is too hard. But at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I've worked for some really, really, really good bosses. And I'll say that the, the thing that they've all taught me, if nothing else, um, is that the guys that are going to help you win are going to be there through thick and thin. So coach them hard and coach them the same. Um, and, and the guys that are going to be there through thick and thin to help you win. And I think i got a group like that right now. You obviously held your, your first official practice yesterday afternoon. What's your message to the guys as they really get set to really crank this thing up for that November 7th opener? And, you know, what, what do you want the identity of this basketball team to be? You know, I want to be a tough team to defend and plays on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, I tell them every day the two things that are most important to me are our, our effort and how hard we play every day uh, and the defensive end of the floor. I think we are an unselfish group. I think we have camaraderie. I think we play together, and those things will translate on the offensive end. Um, but night in and night out, uh, we have to give effort and energy, and we have to defend. That way when we go on the road, uh, when we're at home, we have, we're challenged at home. Uh, that the things that can always be there are there for us. From, from your point of view, uh, what, what are some of the question marks that you and your staff are looking to figure out about this roster as you lead up to the opener uh, here in a little over a month? Uh, we, we, you know, and, and we saw a little bit in Puerto Rico, but uh, which which of our new guys are return uh, not our, our returners, but our new guys will will be able to step up and help and 
you know, in the foreign tour, I, I told uh, Dr. Wood and um, um, our staff when I was uh, pleading with them to go on this foreign tour, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't to let Kobe Williams play 40 minutes mm. and go win. And I, I pretty much know what Kobe Williams can do from coaching him before, um, from what he's been as a collegiate athlete. I pretty much knew that. I wanted to see what some of the new guys could do. I wanted to see what some of the guys that maybe I was here recruiting but but didn't get to coach them uh, last year could do on this trip and see how they fit into the new system. Um, so those are the question marks. Um, how would some of the bigs change to the way we're going to guard differently than maybe they were used to before? And I think we've addressed a lot of those issues. I think the team has a very clear understanding of what I expect. We just have to go execute. You mentioned a guy like Kobe Williams, obviously been around here for a long time. Uh, from a leadership standpoint, is he the guy that you'll, you'll really lean on uh, as a fourth-year guard? You know, Kobe is a unbelievable leader. Um, every day he's the same. His best ability is dependability. I know what I'm getting from him when he steps on the floor in practice. I know what I'm getting from him when he steps on the floor in games. He, he leaves nothing to be uh, – desired from his effort and energy um and i expect him to continue to do that and teach some of the newer guys and kind of pour into some of the guys that have been there that that's how we're going to play and that's how, that's going to be our identity and, and you know i asked you earlier about you know some of the question marks of this team how important is it for you guys to to find that one guy on the offensive end um uh, you know that can go get you a bucket late game situation late shot clock uh, when you really need one, and, and do you know who that guy might be at this point? You know what? I don't know who that guy will be right now. Um, I think we have a bunch of good players that have the ability to do that. Um, uh, it will be a challenge for this team to play without a pro. Um, I would not act like that's something that's easy. I don't think any team in the NCAA that loses an NBA player can replace that for the most part. I don't care if it's the, the the blue gloves and they got an all-American freshman come in when you got a proven player that's leaving, then going to the highest level, they're very hard to replace. Um, so I don't know which player it'll be. I don't know if it'll be the same player every day. I don't know if it'll be a different player every day. Uh, but we'll mold and put them in situations to see uh, who steps up in those moments. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Our producer uh, is a graduate of Simsboro. Can you tell us a little bit about the 6'3 guard, uh, Jordan Crawford, and what about his game appealed to you guys uh, late in the process? Well, it's a funny story. I was at Texas Tech as an assistant, and I got a call that, that Simsboro is pretty good from one of my buddies in Texas, at AAU coach in Texas. He said, man, I have a kid from Simsboro. So I flew down to see how good this kid was, and and while I was there, I saw Jordan Crawford play, and I thought to myself, man, he's really good. I might be able to call some of my guys and be major and tell them about him, or call at JUCO and maybe put him at a JUCO. Uh, didn't know I would be the head coach here. So upon taking the job, um, trying to see what my roster was going to look like, I pretty much knew after I addressed the. Um, uh, the gap of junior leaving and, and the, the void we would have from losing a big guy uh, that I was going to take Jordan Crawford. Um, he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. He has a high cue. Um, he will be a freshman. He'll go through his ups and downs. But I think he'll be a guard that you can see in the future leading the Bulldogs to a lot of wins. Thanks, Coach. Tremendous stuff. Looking forward to seeing you guys uh, on the floor come November. We appreciate it.
Thanks so much. We appreciate you guys and all your support. Talvin Hester, head coach of the Duncan Dogs, joining us. Um, like college basketball starts on November the seventh. Uh, when do you turn the clock towards basketball? Like January? Nah, depends on how Texas football is doing. I'll be honest. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Talvin Hester, I think it's pretty cool. And listen, we obviously hope he's extremely successful, but pretty cool to have an assistant that was here. Leaves, then comes back. You you talk about that a lot, but it never really happens. It happened. In well, this case. I, that's something you definitely want. And if you and if you don't get that, you definitely want somebody that just is super proven successful somewhere else. I think that's kind of the opposite sides of the spectrum. But I'm a I'm a hometown guy. Like I, I like that. I like that he's been here. I like that he knows the culture of Louisiana Tech. I like that he knows the players and has recruited some of them. I think that adds a pretty special, uh, pretty special element to it. And, and if you can be an AD that gets on the front end of hiring the guy in his first head coaching job and, 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 and find cool, him early yeah. and he and he end up taking off like looks pretty good for you too you know yeah no doubt it also sounds like isaiah crawford uh has been fully cleared so he should be full go from his second acl injury obviously a big boost for the dumping dunkin dogs the dumping dogs <laughs> might be dumping and dunking who knows let's go ahead and take our next time out we come back got the skipper of the diamond dogs lane burrows might I say you scared the best? me for a second. Might you I scared say, me for just one little second. Might I say the best coach <laughs> on campus? Easy. Lane Burroughs, after this, you're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, DQ fans, we're so excited about October's Blizzard of the Month that we just had to tell you. Meet the new Snickers Brownie Blizzard Treat. Made with Snickers pieces, chewy brownie pieces, and caramel topping blended into the world-famous DQ Sauce Serve. This might just be your new go-to order. And you don't even have to trick or treat to get it. Try it today, only at DQ. Happy. Tastes good. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is BJ Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMW Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7.
Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go back to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Got the head coach of the Diamond Dogs, Lane Burroughs. Coach, how we doing? Man, doing great. Uh, how you guys doing? Good talking with you. Yeah, we're doing well. Um, I, I want to start real petty for a sec. Uh, how good did it feel to win that conference tournament down in Hattiesburg? <laughs> that uh, that felt really good. I don't. I couldn't think of a better place to win it. It, <laughs> it would only have been better if it would have been against Southern Miss. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I told the team. I've said this all summer when we lost the series down there. I told them, you can ask any of them, I said, we'll be back and we're going to win the tournament here and it's going to be against that team. So I got half of it right, uh, winning the tournament there. And like I said, it felt good to plant our flag on that uh, at Pete Taylor Park, kind of a party gift for them as they uh, go off into the Sun Belt. The, the regional run, and, you know, we've talked, I can't tell you how many times we've talked Taylor Young, still Netterville, all those guys that really kind of help establish what you've built here at Louisiana Tech. Uh, for you, just the joy and that journey, that five-year run with those guys, have you taken a chance to kind of sit back and, and reflect on it a little bit? A little bit. You know, we were able to go eat dinner, uh, me and my wife and our their families, and uh, we went to a ball game and uh, see the Rangers play in their new stadium this summer. We spent a little time together before the draft and before Steel got started with medical school, but uh yeah, you know, we were just telling our guys today, the old saying that the days drag on, but the years fly by, It's uh, and it's true. And, and uh, you, these guys come into your life and uh, into your program, and they're wet behind the ears and green as monkey grass. You look up, and they're, they're full-grown men, and they're moving on. And uh, But, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it really is. You, you can't it, – it's hard to put into words or even thoughts to express what uh, those two guys and even the others, uh, you know, you talk about Jennings, Krigger, and – and Gibson, and there's more, but what they meant to our program, especially those two and the records they broke. And, and uh, you know, we still got Fincher there. He's starting his 12th year, I guess, this year with us. And, and uh, he came in with those guys. But but uh, two special young men, special players, and uh, mean the world to me. And, and uh, left a legacy that uh, got this thing rolling and rolling at a high level, and uh, we, we plan to continue that. Four, four of those seniors went in the top ten rounds of the MLB draft. Uh, what, what's that say about the program and kind of where it's at right now, and how does that help you uh, going forward on the recruiting trail? It, it helps a lot. You know, you you got to be putting guys in the pro ball and, and getting them drafted, or, or, or people aren't going to want to come play at your program. And, you know, when we, uh, we, we've had a pretty good history of that. Uh, guys not only uh, getting drafted, but but making it to the big leagues. You look at our out on our wall, I think we've had 18, 19 big leaguers, and you know, for a school our size, that's not too shabby. That's pretty good. Uh, it's not too bad. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised some of these guys that, that went this year doesn't make it. And uh, all four of them have the, the ability to do so. And, and uh, But it, it helps. You, you need guys drafted. Uh, you know, I think a couple others probably should have been drafted this year. Selfishly, uh, glad to have Cole McConnell back and George Corona. But, you know, I, I felt like they did enough to be drafted. I don't know why they weren't. But uh, we got them back. And, uh, you, you look at our team this year, uh, from what, what we got coming in and some transfers, and man, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't look up um, next year, next summer, and we've got uh, even more than this year. You know, possibly five to seven to eight guys drafted in the in the draft next year. 
Coach, with the excitement of the success of the team, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. I think a lot of Tech fans, including myself, kind of take a deep breath and just, you know, when a coach is successful, there's attention elsewhere. You know, the atten- people come calling. So can you talk about what it's like to, to, to make the decision to, to stay and, and, and to get it worked out here and to build a top program here in Ruston um, and, and kind of how that hits you just to, just to give some peace to the Tech fans? Yeah, I mean, number one, we love it here. Uh, we love Ruston. We love Louisiana Tech. And, you know, I think I, I tell every recruit, uh, that sits in our office and their parents. I, I say it every time a young man and his parents sit there, every time. It, it has to be a match. It has to be a fit. And you get who you are. I think when you're recruiting at a high level and your program's trending upward, you get who you are, meaning we're attracted to a certain type of kid and they're attracted to us. And, you know, I, I just feel like Louisiana Tech is a fit for me and my family. I feel like Rustin's a fit. It's a match. And, and uh, you don't find that too often, uh, you know, and it's, uh, we like it. We like the program. We got great facilities. Uh, we've got support from the top with Dr. Geis and uh, Dr. Wood, and on down our our communities behind us. I mean, we're we're breaking season ticket sales and and attendance records uh, every year, and uh, we got a good thing going. And you know, like I, I've said it over and over, money money's great. Uh, who doesn't want to make a lot of money? But at the end of the day, uh, peace of mind and clarity and and uh, being happy and and your family being happy in a certain place. Our kids love it here. Uh, two daughters attending Louisiana Tech. So it's 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 home for us, and it's their home. Uh, so, yeah, right now we, we're not looking for a job, I can assure you. We like the one we got and looking forward to building this thing and continuing uh, to push it forward. You, you mentioned Jonathan Fincher. Obviously, George Corona's back. Cole McConnell's back. Philip Matulia's back. Pro- probably – the four older guys that you'll kind of lean on, guys that have been in the program, uh, from a leadership standpoint, do, do you mention anything differently? Do you challenge those guys before you got going this uh, past weekend for fall ball? How do you approach that as a coach? A little bit. You know, that when we had our first team meeting, I had uh, three guys come stand up at the front. Uh, we we kind of, uh, the last slide or the last thing we talk about every year, first team meeting, is we kind of give out a we don't move award and, and uh, meaning if some guy got drafted and decided not to sign or he got offered a free agent or whatever, it could be, uh, you know, and I, I called Jonathan Fincher, Phil Matulia, and Darius Myers up to the front of the room, and those are the last three guys that ever played in the old stadium, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, uh, and I think you could see it. I mean, there were tears in their eyes, and I was about to lose it again, and, and uh, you know, I, I think you've seen a difference. You didn't really have to tell them. They know. Uh, they know what we lost in uh in Netterville and Young and the leadership they brought because uh, they've been with them forever and they know they're the guys that people are looking up to. As I said, you're the last of the Mohicans, man. You're the last ones to, to play in the original Love Shack. And and uh, I've seen it even as we've started practice, just uh, even from a vocal standpoint or just work ethic and, and those young guys. we got 22 new players on our team. So, uh, you know, those guys are looking to those guys and Corona and McConnell, you mentioned them others as well so uh yeah i've already seen it we did talk to them a little bit about it bc but i've already seen a, a difference in the way they're they're approaching every day and, and carrying themselves at practice you added three division one transfers raleigh hector brody drost and, and will safford from the transfer portal what, what were some of the i guess the goals that you guys were looking uh for when you went into that transfer portal and, and how do you expect those guys or what you know what kind of the roles do you envision uh, for those guys to play for you guys next year? Well, we, we needed to add a, a big bat. You know, going into the offseason, 
you know you're losing Netterville in the outfield, and there's a possibility in our minds we're losing McConnell and Matulia, you know, so we obviously needed to add some thunder from the outfield, uh, particularly from the left side, if we had our druthers and then uh, needing an infielder, a middle guy that could step right in and play it, and some frontline pitchers, some starting pitching, and uh, we, we would have liked to maybe got one more, but I like where we are, and you talk about Hector, and this is a guy who, uh, you know, 24 months ago, he was winning a gold medal on the mound for Team USA uh, against Cuba. Uh, that, that's how big time he was coming out of high school. And I think he got 14 or 15 innings uh, at A&M. It just didn't work out for him for whatever reason. And, and uh, Dros, another guy, uh, when he came out of high school out of Barb, he was number one player in the state of Louisiana. And uh, yeah, he, he played a good bit at LSU, but he's, He's uh, battled some back injuries. I know last year he didn't play because of a stress fracture in his back, and uh, very fortunate to have him. And then Safford, I mean, here's a young man. He started the first game of the year for him last year and played at LSU and played a good bit, and and uh, we, we, we're more than thrilled to have those guys. They're going to be playing. They're going to be in lineup and, and uh, playing. You know, Safford this weekend, he played. We're moving our infielders around. He played second, third, and short and made three of the uh, best plays Taylor Young type plays you, you'll ever see at all three positions, and and uh, Hector uh, pitched Friday and was really good and efficient, and and uh, those guys are they they are who we are. I mean they they love it, uh, they love our culture, and uh, you can just tell by talking with them, and they, they couldn't be more happier than, than being here in Ruston at Louisiana Tech. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Is this the deep, deepest team you've had since you got to Ruston? Yes, it's not even close. I said that today. Uh, the deepest, I said it to our team, it's the most athletic team and the most physical and deepest team we've had. And uh, if everybody can stay healthy, and I said this to Coach Gaspard and Coach Fouts this morning, I said, man, I sat down last night and tried to make out a lineup, and it's almost impossible. You know, we've only had one weekend, but uh, we, we have a lot of talent. Uh, there's guys we didn't even come close to mentioning that are absolutely uh, killing it right now. And if we can stay healthy, you know, I, I like I like what we've seen so far. It's early; we got a long way to go. But yes, uh, hands down, without a doubt, the deepest team we've had. Coach, tremendous stuff. Uh, we'll we'll let you go. I'm gonna get back on the phone and uh, see if LSU wants to lock up. Uh, it doesn't sound like they do, but uh, we'll see if we can get that figured out down the road. Yeah, you're gonna need to talk to them, and ask those questions. I'll direct <laughs> them down to Baton Rouge. So let me know what they say. <laughs> Will do. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. All right, have a good one. Lane Burroughs, head coach of the Diamond Dogs. Back, Brett jokingly said on the text line, he can't wait for basketball season because it means the Diamond Dogs are right around the corner. Like, the the interest that they've garnered in Ruston, like, it is insane, and I freaking love it. And to hear the reports after this first weekend of fall, like, it's absurd how good they might be. I mean, there's a lot of hype. Uh, I don't, like, we talked Taylor Young. This we might talk, be the team we've been looking for for a while. Yeah, well, you're talking about a team that's got some real physical guys. You can beat you with speed. You can beat you with power. And, and it's not just a nine-man lineup. It's 14 or 15 guys that are really battling for playing. It's a great problem to have. And, and he mentioned Jonathan Fincher's back. Raleigh Hector transfer from A&M. Greg Martinez. I think the big question marks are what do you get from a weekend rotation standpoint. But it really feels like they've kind of, you know, you talk about two regionals in a row. It feels like they've turned that corner, and they're going to be a force for many, many years. Ben, it's September, and I can't tell you how much I've already heard about the baseball team. And maybe that's a little bit due to the ugly loss the football team took. 
I don't know. You always have your guys that are saying, oh, well, you know, baseball season's right around the corner. You know, I get that. But that's pretty good for, for Tech, for La Tech to have that much buzz in September about baseball. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with it. I, I, the but, lane train is a rolling. But that's back to my point. That's kind of how things have shifted here. It's like, like when's the last time we were talking about baseball in September? I can tell you when I was on the tilt team, ain't nobody talked about it. Other than maybe the baseball field's up there. They ain't talking about them. Brett said, can we get Adidas to get us some special edition duck camo jerseys? I think we got to ask, Brett. I really do. I think I'll pass on that, Brett. I'm going to stick with the old Diamond Dolls uniforms. All right, little baby blues on little Sunday. That's what we're going to stick with. Let's go ahead. Take our final time out of the night. We come back. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tape Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it on this Tuesday evening. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. I want to thank Talvin Hester, head coach of the Duncan Dogs, and Lane Burroughs, head coach, of the Diamond Dogs for joining us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline, 888-993-7762. Had a ton of text on this Tuesday night. Really, uh, all you guys want to talk about is Landry Liddy. But, um, Meg, i got to ask you, what, what are your plans for the old bye week this week? Well, this is, it, hey, we know right. this is your cup of tea. Well, 
I'm not that mad. It's opening season of bow season this weekend, Ben. Oh, I may this... try to get in the deer woods if the wife will let me out the house. Oh, it's going to be cool this it's weekend, gonna be too. Cool. I've been getting You pictures. hunt in town or on the uh, outskirts ta- of town? I mean, just on the outskirts a little bit. Okay, okay. I know you've been yeah. known. To, I've yeah, ventured yeah, in yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but no, I'll be on the outskirts this weekend probably. Got a couple of little kid birthday parties to go to. Not oh, shocker. It, that, yeah. The fall is the worst. Yeah, and... Uh, these are this is you know usually I can get out of those but this is two close friends, yeah, ain't so I can't get out of it. So I got to do what I'm going to do. So I guess I'm not a close friend because you sure as hell don't show up to my kids' birthday Ooh. party. Nope, that's true. Yep, gonna have to walk that one back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Dave's calling out live on the air. Getting hot in here. Hey, don't know if you heard the news, but uh, BC's having a baby boy. Congrats, Dave. Did you hear that? Just finally became an alpha, boys. Man, that is maybe I'm, you'll come yeah, to that birthday party. Yeah, I'm, that's what it's. That's what I'm waiting for. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped for you. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty big time news. Uh, we'll take any name suggestions. Yeah, we got. Sure. Yeah, I, I got one coming in November, but we don't know what it is yet because wanted to wait. Hell, not pumped about the November middle of hunting season, baby. Hey, really dropped the ball on that one, but take the kid out on the old stand. That's right. We're gonna have to. So, boy or girl going to be a hunting hunting baby so uh so you're going to hunt a little bit this week going to hunt going to watch a little footyball no yep. uh you look at the college slate it's actually pretty good this week about time cuz it's had some real stinkers it has you got hey the- you want to <laughs> something that's made me laugh this week let me hear it oh boy are those Bayou Bengals fans just irate about that 11 a.m. kickoff <laughs> Bit. I can't figure that I, out. I, I mean, say I'm not an LSU guy, but for the life of me, I can't figure out why you have chosen LSU and Tennessee to play at 11 versus South Carolina, the fighting, I already forgot his name, Spencer Rattlers against Kentucky <laughs> for the 7 o'clock spot. I don't get it. <laughs> Pretty funny, though. Pretty funny, though. That's Oh, they're mad. They're T- big mad. Tigers and Vols at 11 a.m. Hey, listen, at the same time, though, like let, let's be honest. I don't mind a good 11 a.m. game. But, hey, you're done early. Get out of Kirk town. Kirk Cousins loves an early game. Oh, man, you want to play the Super Bowl at noon, he'd win it. You want to play that thing in prime time, and uh, he shouldn't be on the field. That's right. You know? But, yeah, I did see that LSU and Tennessee in a couple of weeks at 11 a.m. kick. <laughs> they were hot. Hot. Whoa, I think old Puffy and Sean will have to go on for their little oh, tiger talk sure at like pu- 7 a.m. Oh, I'm sure that Puff's got some words Oh, to Puff's going to be so fired up. He probably hasn't slept since that news came out. Uh, you look at some of the matchups this week. Uh, number seven, Kentucky on the road at 14th ranked Ole Miss. Uh, Alabama traveling to Arkansas, 2 verse 20. Uh, yeah, two versus 20, Bama's favored by three tutties. Oklahoma State at Baylor. Wake Forest at Florida State. That should be a dandy. Mm. Uh, A&M, Mississippi State. Oh, did you see this? North Carolina State's traveling to Clemson. Okay. Number okay. 10 versus number 5. All right. But there's going to be a Pat McAfee mega cast. Really? That will be... Epic. Man, they are cashing in on Pat McAfee. Hey, Taves, have you watched McAfee on game day? Yeah. It's yeah, I've seen him. Fantastic, huh? He's Or do you prefer the Peloton girl? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of Pat. Everything he's touched has turned to gold. I tell you what, 
I love college game day, but can't understand a word Lee Corso says. And Mike, if there ain't a babysitter as good as Kirk Herbstreet, I, I, kinda, I don't know I kind of get the feeling they're grooming Pat to kind of feel that comic. The, that comic the, the outrageous role. guy on the yeah. panel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, the, I, it's been filled. Need to get Corso out of there. I feel bad. And for the beauty Corso. of Pat is he has legitimate experience and knowledge playing oh, football. Yeah. Oh, he's phenomenal. Oh, here's the deal. All you got to do is set up a little fake studio and put Corso in there and just get a couple guys to act like they're filming, and he won't know the difference. Ben. <laughs> I like the president. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave. Dave, hey. Shout out. He ain't lying. Hey, listen, Corso, I feel so bad for the guy. Yeah, I just don't know why you do that. I don't, I don't because I think he still enjoys it. But I don't know if he knows he's there. Too. I don't yeah, think I'm, he cares. It's true. The thing is, like, you know how they start doing the picks at like ten fifty. Yeah. Like they're always running eleven oh four because Corso can't get out of his mouth what he's trying to say, and and Herb Street's like, "You took Michigan. You took Michigan. Oh, I'll take the Wolverines, and I'll take Lloyd Carr." And it's yeah. like he coached in ninety nine, Lee. Like this it's, is Harbaugh's that's, boys. That's just if you can get him to not. Swear on air. Yeah, anymore. true. That's a problem as well. That's called the old legend riding into the old proverbial sunset. Uh, did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he the hard straight. Pin the pencil yeah. toss. <laughs> the pencil yeah. toss. Uh, all right, you got to tell the fam. Uh, BC's three and zero in fantasy. Yeah, so match my twenty twenty one win mark. BC and Beck Haynes are the only two three and zero in our league this year, and we. We go head-to-head this week. I we ho- do. I hope y'all end up in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> For Beck's sake, I do, too. He's yeah. had and it comes back to cost you both a spot in the playoffs. Tapes. Oh, what are you talking about? Come You're on. never getting in our league okay, with that okay. kind of slander. You, you wind up in a tie, and you both make the playoffs I, uh, because ben, of it. Ben, as much as this guy just begs to be in our league, I we mean, need to go to a 12-man. We need to go to a 12-man. Do we need some kind of wager for the bye week? I mean, this may be the game people pay attention to this weekend. I mean, y'all do no need to have some kind of friendly wager. We're not Ooh, so friendly. You got something. Something. That'll, that'll well, be. you're a ten point favorite, so I'll just say I, I cover. You haven't started a tight end. Yeah, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Basically, we don't play the line. <laughs> I'm playing the line tapes. <laughs> How about this? If I if I win, you don't do the the conference USA look around next week. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> and if I win. Beck shows up. Beck shows up. <laughs> I was going to say that, or I'll lead, I'll lead the next interview we have. How about that? Oh, Give me the interview off. Yes, yes. You go team Beck. Yeah. Yes, I'm to, all in. I can't take the old snooze during interviews anymore. No, I'm all in. All in. Been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Talvin Hester, Lane Burroughs, for joining us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline. We'll be back same time, same place next week. For Beck Haynes, for our producer, John Taylor, on BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group.
Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Foxsports.com for details. FS1. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh oh, better get Mako. All right, we can talk about how complicated other banks make it for you to redeem your credit card rewards, or we could just talk about how with Discover, it's simple and easy. You can redeem those rewards for cash in any amount at any time. It's amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. Let's hear what you got to say about the NBA. Yeah, let's squeeze in a couple, Chris. Uh, Marvis in Atlanta. You're on The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What up? How you guys doing? I love your show. Long time listener, first time caller. Thank I had you, to my call man. In. I had to call in. I had to call in on this one. I All played right. in Europe. I played in Europe for 15 years. I played in the EuroLeague for 10, 10 or 12 of those. Now, those guys are right in terms of physicality, as far as it being more physical, because when the NBA kind of changed to the Euro movement, yep. they took a lot of the physicality out of it, like your Charles right. Oakley's, like your big, your grown men, per se. Like when right. I, I went to St. John's, I played with Ron Artest. So, Okay. Me trying to get into NBA, I was kind of slim. I couldn't go against the Charles Oakley. Those guys were grown men. So when they kind of moved those guys out and allowed them to, you know what I'm saying, allowed the physicality to be on, now it's kind of like AAU. You know what I'm saying? All these guys play against each other. All the AAU teams just form one big group, and everybody goes to the NBA the same way. European so you do never, think it's – you sound like you do think it's easier in the NBA. NBA is easier in terms of the rules. The rules make it easier. Over In Europe, there's no illegal defense. You know what I'm saying? In NBA, you had to play individual man-to-man. Like, you right. had to guard Allen Oxen one-on-one. And Europe is, is a bunch of help side. You know what I'm saying? You so play zone and all so, that. Right, right, absolutely. So playing against other guys that come from the NBA when they go to play over Europe, European European coaches would just say, uh, just sag. Those guys really don't know the game. Just sag. They're going to shoot a crazy shot. They really <laughs> wow. try to kind of borderline disrespected Americans. Do you think that America should adopt their rules? I mean, the, the, it, that's what that's what makes it. That's what makes that's what changes the game. The rules, like you said, if, if they played against America in like a Euro, whoever wins the NBA championship, it'll depend on the rules. I mean, I still think America will win, but if the Europeans play American rules, they not they not beat no American team. Marvis, man, thanks. Jokic, Giannis, everybody. Thanks, call, man. man. Yeah, appreciate that, and thanks for the support. We really appreciate that, yep. Marvis in Atlanta. How about Lamont? In Georgia, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Lamont? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I was just calling and uh, basically say uh, I agree with Rob G. He, I was glad he got up there and uh, kind of set Chris straight, you know. Uh-oh. Wait, how old are you? How old are you? He was coming in hot. He was coming in hot. You know, Lamont, you hear me? how old are you, uh, Lamont? 16? I'm 30. I'm, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know 34. What? Lamont got, Lamont got chocolate milk on his breath, exactly. Chris. I mean, seriously. <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. You ain't see no real hooping. Nah, I'm 